Let me tell you about Hustler Turf. Uh, who doesn't love someone who hustles? I mean, everybody loves that. Give everything that they have, no matter what the score, no matter what the challenge. They don't know how to quit. You don't know who else doesn't uh, know how to quit. Of course, it's Hustler Turf. They have zero-turn lawnmowers. These mowers are over-engineered, over-built, right here in the USA. And they have, a, a, you know, one of those things that I used to be so... Uh, frustrated by when I was a kid and I, my, my parents would make me mow the lawn. Oh, I hated it. Well, zero turn lawnmower is a whole new game. It makes it lots of fun. Hustler's trademark smooth track steering is so advanced. Uh, well, there's lots of uh, secrets in the technology we can't talk about, but if you test drive a t- uh, Hustler, test drive something else, I guarantee you're going to feel the difference there. Hustlerturf.com is the place to go. Hustlerturf.com. Check them out. If you're mowing your lawn, do it the right way. Hustlerturf.com. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn here in just a second. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu today. In for Glenn, he's uh, faking a back injury once again today. Um, we're not sure. I, he'll have something else to fake tomorrow. I'm sure. We need to get into the the big Washington Post correction that they put out there, which is an absolutely amazing story that I cannot believe. I cannot believe is not a bigger story. We'll get into that coming up in 60 seconds. So Paul lives in Minnesota. He used to play like, you know, in his, his uh, local softball league. Probably, you know, a slap hitter. You know, lots of speed, stolen bases. Uh, that was before he got into his 60s, though. Then he became more of a, an average hitter. Uh, but it began to hurt his knees every time he would play. Eventually, he got to the point where it wasn't even fun to play anymore. Because when you can't run the bases, it's just not fun. He tried a few things. Nothing really worked for him. So he, you know, he was retired. He became, he, he hoped to make it into the softball Hall of Fame but retired the bat. Uh, However, uh, that was right around the time he heard Glenn Beck talking about Relief Factor and decided to give it a try. Only put him out 20 bucks. Why not give it a shot? Well, guess who's playing softball again these days with no pain? Paul. Uh, That's fantastic. Relief Factor isn't a drug. It was developed, though, by doctors, and 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more because it works for them. Try the three-week quick start trial pack right now for $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call them 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com or 800-500-8384. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. More and more companies are getting woke. Unilever wants to become more inclusive. The maker of Dove soap will remove the word normal from its products. But why? Glenn investigates the real reason driving social justice and how companies that don't fall in line will be punished. Watch Comply or Die, How America Will Enforce Total Wokeness, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. That's assuming Glenn is back tomorrow, of course. Mm-hmm. You, you watch uh, Comply or Die, How America Will Enforce Total Wokeness. 
Uh, it is Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, pretty amazing admission by the Washington Post. And they're kind of getting hammered for even bringing it up. But uh, they uh, everybody misquoted President Trump. Um, <laughs> yeah. So in kind of a big moment, too. Kind of a big moment. Yeah. So I'll, if if you forget this sort of storyline here, the the president called uh, down to Georgia and said, "Hey guys, can you look into this election thing? I'm very I'm upset with what happened with the election." And he went through a lengthy call, and we heard actual clips from this call. However, uh, most of the media went further than what we heard. Now we heard the audio. And they had things in quotes, so it's natural to assume, right, that they quoted him accurately, right? They had recordings of the call. Well, apparently what they're telling us now is they just had partial recordings of the call Hmm. and apparently ran these stories without hearing any of these quotes. So they ran a correction yesterday, just a little correction. If you happen to be checking back on that story from a couple months ago, you would have seen it at the bottom. I mean, what's the big deal? That's plenty of, there's plenty of attention. A lot of people go back and mm-hmm. just say, I wonder if they've updated that story from two months ago. We should check on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody apparently did. And this correction ran. Correction two months after publication of the story. I mean, what an unbelievable wow. first. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> the Georgia Secretary of State released an audio recording of President Donald Trump's December phone call with the state's top election investigator. The recording revealed that the Post misquoted Trump's comments on the call based on information provided by a source. Hmm. Trump did not tell the investigator to, quote, find the fraud, end quote. (laughs) Just there. Like, that's pretty important. Pretty important. Because find the fraud sounds like he's actually asking them to do something nefarious. Yeah. He's asking them to do something wrong. You could take it a couple different ways, but you could definitely take it that way. And when you're getting a, a call from the president of the United States in this moment, you probably would take it in the most, uh, you know, I don't know, threatening way possible. Mm-hmm. Now, remember the state of events here. Trump has you know, already the election has been certified and he's calling up to ask uh, uh, to, or for him to go further into that uh, down that rabbit hole. The bigger deal, though, of course, is that the two Georgia election Senate seats are not decided. So it's before that election. Remember, these elections come uh, they come out and it's very close. Both Senate seats are very close. Could this have been the determinative factor in control of the Senate? Mm. This misreporting. Uh, Trump did not tell investigators to find the fraud or say she would be, quote, a national hero if she did so. Instead, Trump urged the investigator to scrutinize ballots in Fulton County, Georgia, asserting she would find dishonesty there. He told her that he had, quote, the most important she had, quote, the most important job in the country right now, end quote. Story about the recording can be found here. The headline and text of the story have been corrected to remove quotes misattributed to Trump. (laughs) Now, this is not some, some local, you know, random paper. This is the Washington yeah. Post uh, giving the definitive story about this particular phone call. And worse than misquoting him is actually writing the story without hearing the audio. <laughs> you know, it's like mm. you have to you have to. I just it's impossible to for me to understand anything other than they just were hoping they'd get away with this. And that Trump would would cost uh, this this whole Trump story would cost uh, the Republicans the Senate, which it wound up doing, arguably. I mean, they were close elections. And now here we are with 50 seats and one point nine trillion dollars already spent with more to come. 
a fascinating. It's impossible to understand that something like this could happen by mistake. In 2021? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I... And how does it happen? It happens only because uh, these reporters hate Donald Trump and they just assume certain things about him. Mm -hmm. And they assume and assert, insert certain things about him to fit their narrative. And that's what they continue to do. And it doesn't matter how much he protests or says, and I don't even know that he said anything about it. Did he even? That's one thing that was interesting. I don't know if he said much about maybe their he, misquotes. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that anyone would have listened to him anyway. They wouldn't have. They, don't. they would not have. But still, you you usually would hear from him. Now, of course, this is one of the things that is part of the after effects of not having a Twitter account. I mean, he really wasn't speaking out to anybody at this point. That's if true. I, if I have the timeline right, um, but mm-hmm. he he didn't really have a way to kind of reach out and say, "I never said those things," because that. You're right. You kind of expect to hear that from Trump in this moment. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there's a lot of big things going on at that time. So maybe uh, maybe this just wasn't his focus. But either way, it's impossible to understand how this can happen. And it's not something you can just throw in a correction months later. It should be a major story for The Washington Post on the front page that says, we really screwed this up. Here's how it happened. That's the only way it's acceptable to do something like this. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw it in a correction. And even then, it's... I, it's it's journalism uh, just turned upside down. It's malpractice to a degree that you can't imagine in a, in an incredibly important moment for the country. Yeah. See if this makes any, dif- any difference. So he didn't tell the investigator to, quote, find the fraud, unquote. Or, uh, and he didn't say that she would be, quote, a national hero, unquote. If uh, if she did so, instead, he urged the investigator to scrutinize ballot ballots in Fulton County. That's completely appropriate. Mm-hmm. Scrutinize them, asserting she would find dishonesty there. Mm-hmm. He also told her that she had the most important job in the country. I think you mentioned that. And so then they include some of the some of the recordings and uh, and the whole story is just a non-story to people like CNN and MSNBC, and nobody seems to care. Very, very few outlets even care about this. They, That's incredible. It's the president of the United States that you grossly misquoted, and you don't care about that? <laughs> Pretty unbelievable. It, it, it is, and so expected at this point. You know, we, I think, do a fair job, at least attempt to do a fair job, in occasionally giving mainstream media credit when they do good things you know I, mm-hmm. i'm not the type of person who's going to throw out every single story from the mainstream media and just say oh they're always lying like for example the new york times has done really good reporting on andrew cuomo over the past couple of months uh, which again mm. they waited mm-hmm. <laughs> a long time but i'm glad they're on board and they have been able to uh to find multiple accusers they've been able to dig up lots of information that you know, only maybe the New York Times can. I mean, the New York Times has so many resources to go after these things. And when they actually put their mind to it, they can do some good reporting. The Washington Post is the same way. I mean, they they have done some valuable reporting over the years. But things like this are just inexcusable. And it becomes the easiest thing in the world, Pat, to have uh, at your at your beck and call when everything you see always reinforces your previous beliefs. If you believe Donald Trump is a bad guy, that he's erratic, that he's going to do all these terrible things, 
then every story you cover, you just insert that in there and assume it's okay. Mm -hmm. So when you have a a source telling you he said X, Y, and Z and you have no evidence of that, well, your evidence is he's a bad guy and I know he's a bad guy, so I can just put it in there. Right? Like if if your priors going into the story are this man is a terrible person, then anybody who tells you that... Uh, they have information that proves Donald Trump is a terrible person. You just kind of go ahead and assume that's true. And that's not a good place to go. It's, you know, it's like a weekly world news who is, as it has invested heavily in the idea that bat bat child, the bat child is around and, and available for comment at any time on any given news event. <laughs> well, if someone comes and says, Hey, by the way, the bat child just said X, Y, and Z, you're going to believe it because your priors are, you believe mm-hmm. the bat child exists against all evidence. Sure. And of course, obviously, yeah. he's a very nice guy. We've met him. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Very nice guy. Uh, point is, you you can't apply and a high, that. Highly respected source as well. Yeah, I think highly so. Highly respected. I think so. Yeah. But you can't apply your whole the whole point of journalism is not to apply your priors. You can't do that. If you do that, you will go down roads in which you're issuing multi paragraph corrections about mm-hmm. massive news stories that you blew. It's interesting too because both the New York Times and the Washington Post have always leaned left Mm -hmm. but they just leaned left before in previous decades they you could just count on them for a little spin yes a slant a certain way (laughs) well now they're just propaganda arms for the democrat party that's uh, they they've just wholeheartedly bought in to left-wing propaganda and and so now they're just left-wing propaganda and so I think that colors everything they, that they do, including when the Washington Post misquotes the president, then uh, the other outlets just pick it up and run with it. CNN is guilty of that as well. They just picked it up and repeated the same lie. Uh, and so then you have everybody spewing this lie. Yeah. And so the American public believes it. Well, I mean, the, New- the Washington Post, New York Times, CNN are all saying it. Can't be a lie. Well, it it was, and it is, and I think this happens a lot more than we even know. That's terrifying. Because it is. I feel like in this era we do catch it more often. You know, with with people always looking at everything and social media, and you you can find these things and check them out. And we do, I think, catch more of them these days. But there's more of them happening too. You know, we talked about this with with the uh, Chris Cuomo situation. I think a little bit yesterday. And that I think there really was a time in which CNN would come out and say, okay, we blew this one. You know, like we shouldn't have had the brother of the governor doing slapstick comedy in the middle of the pandemic. Like, okay, (laughs) that's our bad. Yes. Okay. We're going to try to correct that. Now, would they correct it? Probably not. But at least they would admit they would feel at least the tug of of having some sort of integrity. You know what I mean? They wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily follow through with it, but they would feel weird about it. You know, there's a certain brand of person. Andrew Cuomo is is down this line, you know, where you don't have that natural human tug of integrity when you say something false. Everybody says things that are false in their lives, right? Hopefully, you're the type of person who, when you say something and you know it's not kind of true, you kind of feel that internal sort of struggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Your stomach feels a little weird. And you're like, ah, this isn't exactly the way I should say this, but I feel like I, I have to at this point. No, honey, you don't look fat in that. You know what I mean? There's something that at least tugs mm-hmm. at your integrity. <laughs> it, it, you know, Andrew Cuomo has, you know, no 
connection to integrity in any way. Everything he says, he says without that feeling. It's not in him. So when he says things that are complete lies that cost the lives of thousands of people, there's nothing in him that says, gee, I shouldn't say this. Gee, this is a weird moment. Maybe you mm -hmm. shouldn't be lying about a, a thousand grandparents being dead. He doesn't care. He just goes along through it because to Andrew Cuomo, the most important thing, of course, is Andrew Cuomo. And I think we have too many people in the media now who have that same thing. I, I think CNN, uh, this Cuomo thing seems to have passed that line where they no longer they no longer feel the the need to step up and say, look, OK. We think we did a lot of great coverage about the COVID-19, but this was we shouldn't have been doing that. We had the ban in place. We should have kept the ban in place. Everything would have been fine. And I think the same thing is happening with some of these media sources now. They never felt the need to 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 uh, to have that internal debate about Donald Trump because they just all assumed he was Satan mm -hmm. times Hitler multiplied by Idi Amin. And they were just like, okay, that's the guy, so we can say whatever thing. And no one's going to say, hey, you know, you misquoted Hitler. He actually didn't say that. No one's going to fight you. <laughs> you know, Everyone's going to be like, yeah, well, he was a really bad guy, did a lot of terrible things. Right. If you assume he's Hitler before you write the story, you have a lot of freedom to kind of say whatever you want. And they did. <laughs> and they did. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. I want to paint you a picture of peace of mind. If you're planning to buy or sell a home in the near future, or both, this is especially for you. Uh, your real estate agent comes to the door, comes in, sits down with you. You talk for a little bit about the house, what your goals are, what's realistic and what's not, all of that. Then he pulls out his phone and a piece of paper and proceeds to pull up the names of every single person you're going to need to get the job done and get the job done right and writes them all down for you. And you realize not for the last time in this process that you didn't just need a real estate agent you got a you needed a partner you needed someone who's going to walk you through this entire process from beginning to end and make sure it goes the best way possible for you uh that's what glenn envisioned when he started realestateagentsitrust.com it's what realestateagentsitrust.com delivers every day the name kind of says it all go to realestateagentsitrust.com check it out get the best price for your home whether you're buying or selling it's realestateagentsitrust Dot com, 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, great to have you with us. Um, it's nice to see that, uh, that President Joe Biden is considering the first major federal tax increase. In almost 30 years. We did it. We yes, did it. Yes. 30 it. years in the making. Congratulations, yeah. everybody. Haven't had a major federal tax increase since 1993, and that's just about to change. Yeah. To help pay for the long-term economic program that's uh, designed as the follow-up to the pandemic relief bill. Wait, um, wait so... So we're going to try to this pay isn't for going to pay for the pandemic relief bill. No, no. But the follow up, it's going it to pay, pay for, for thing, some of the follow up. The thing that they're planning, their <laughs> next crisis that they're planning yes. after the pandemic relief bill. Yes, exactly. OK. Unlike the one point nine, almost two trillion dollar uh, COVID-19 stimulus act, the next initiative, which is expected to be even bigger. Oh, my gosh. Won't rely just on government debt. 
as a funding source. Uh, that, they're going to do the tax hikes to pay for it. Isn't that great? The next one is going to be even bigger. That's the first I've heard of that. That is the first I've heard of it, too, which is scary because, wow, now they can only do the reconciliation thing once a year, which is to get to get something like this through with 50 votes. If yeah, I'm, they'll, they'll probably have to eliminate the filibuster to get this. Oh, jeez! If they want to get it, this would be so bad, so bad. And what they're what they're trying to do here, they're trying to walk this line where they had multiple senators promise they would never, ever, never, never, ever, 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 Pat, get mm. rid of. Of this filibuster. No, no, no. You can trust Joe Manchin. He's there for you. This is why it was such a good mm-hmm. decision by the fine people well, such of a West moderate. Virginia to put him back in office. He's such a moderate. He's such a Stu. moderate. He, he's not He's yeah. not to be feared by the right. He's oh. super, super moderate. Oh, and he's a rock-ribbed moderate. Oh, uh, yeah. Pat. He's almost a Republican, almost. this guy. Almost. Almost. Almost a Republican. And Kirsten Cinema, who, oh, I mean, you so want to talk reasonable. about... Super right wing uh-huh. Kirsten Cinema, uh, who uh, <laughs> who really has? I actually I will say that I she, her coming into office. I you looking at her past? She really had some really far left views. So far, she's been just normal left uh, in the Joe Manchin category which by the way used to be a liberal i mean i, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean there was a mm-hmm. there was a time in which joe Manchin would be considered uh, you know towards the left of the democratic party but now he's a moderate and these guys promised hey don't worry we won't let this happen now they're kind of pitching this reform thing where we're not going to get rid of the filibuster no no it will just not be there for all the important votes we want to win that's all. We'll just find carve-outs for the things that we want. Yeah, every time we need it, yeah. we'll use it. We want the voting thing? We'll say, on human rights and, and civil rights legislation, then there should be no filibuster. And when it comes to paying for some giant program, when things of real need like this, there should be no filibuster. We're going to we'll tweak it again. And they'll leave it there for, like, naming post offices. It will be, you can post, you can filibuster the post office. But you're going to need 60 votes to get that post office changed. We didn't get rid of it. We swear. (laughs) It's unbelievable. We got to go through the details of that tax hike. Yeah. Because it's scary. It's scary. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So the IRS just issued an urgent warning about a new scam to steal the electronic filing identification numbers from tax professionals over email. Once they've done that, they can use your information to file fraudulent tax returns. Uh, Now, obviously, tax professionals should be aware of the latest phishing scams out there, but you need to be prepared and be aware as well uh, because your your person might not catch it before it's too late. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives Every day we put our information at risk on the internet and you never know from one day to the next when it's going to be the time that your identity is stolen. That's why LifeLock is so important. It helps you monitor a ton more than you can keep track of on your own. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com with the promo code BECK, lifelock.com with the promo code BECK, or you can call them at 1-800-LIFELOCK. It's lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. You don't want to get stuck in identity theft. It's the worst thing that can happen to you. It takes forever to unravel. Lifelock.com, promo code BECK. 
the way, don't forget to use your promo code GLEN for $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. So the White House is expected to propose a suite of tax increases. Like when you have a master bedroom suite. Just a whole bunch of real wonderful tax increases all rolled into one giant package. Uh, the tax hikes will include, uh, they'll be included in a broader infrastructure and jobs package because when are we going to when will we finally allot some money for infrastructure (laughs) (laughs) when will that finally happen we need a national conversation on infrastructure pat when will we talk about it we won't i don't know what the problem is people just don't want to constantly talk about infrastructure all the time that's all we've done is infrastructure bills but the stimulus was filled with infrastructure we're going to fix our our broken roads and bridges mm-hmm. it's always the roads and bridges uh, they're crumbling and we need to fix them well okay where did that 787 billion go because that's that was supposed to fix the infrastructure it's not even real money anymore if it's, it doesn't start with a t it, it, if we can't get at true. least into the trillions that's then it's not even a bill very true well, this one will be in the trillions, fortunately. Oh, good. And uh, they, they're going to raise the corporate tax rate as well from 21 to 28%. Oh, good. Because, because you know. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic idea. That's exciting to corporations who will really want to stay here now. The one thing that's interesting about that is every single study they do about the corporate <laughs> tax rate is they find that uh, that just gets passed to you. So the oh, corporations okay. raise the rates. The, yeah. That money gets, gets gets charged to you instead. So you're paying more tax. What a stunning surprise that mm-hmm. is. That yeah. they would they would pass along their their uh, expenses to us. Because I, I always felt like they they just they just out accept of less profit. Of their heart just no. you know yeah, you know not usually it, what happens. Maybe they would just go into loss from profit to <laughs> loss. That might be a, another approach. Yeah, but they, they don't seem no, to they do don't that seem to want to do that. Yeah. They're going to raise the income tax rate on individuals earning more than 400000 Good. Those finally, damn rich people. Finally. When will they pay their fair share? They've never paid it before. Never. Those never. people, Pat, don't pay any taxes. Okay? No, zero. They you have know, a zero tax rate. I don't know if you know this. Mitt Romney never paid any taxes. Not a we, penny. We found that out in 2012. Well, it's out there. He needs to address it He now. needs to address it, which he, he did he, do, but we didn't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, we later admitted that everyone lied about it. But still, yeah, still, it's important that rich people get punished. Anyone who makes money mm-hmm. in this society well, that's is immoral. evil. It's it's immoral and evil. You're Unless right. they're on the left. Sure. Because mm-hmm. then they're doing good things with it. Right. Then they're doing good they're things. They're funding abortion clinics and things. Right. That's Building new, fancy, mm-hmm. state-of-the-art abortion clinics. One, abortion clinics that can churn out abor- like an abortion every 11 seconds. Just churning them out like a like a a lot of drive-throughs, like a lot of drive-through abortion lot, clinics, a lot of drive-throughs. Yeah, and you got and these. This is what year is it? Is it is it nineteen fourteen? No, no, it is twenty twenty one. Exactly. We're getting the drive-through COVID vaccines. Yeah, we're getting the drive-through tests. And we should the have the drive-through abortion, abortion clinics now. Make it easy. We're going to uh, finally. They're going to expand the estate taxes reach. Oh, good, good. Because when you've paid your taxes. All your life on everything you've ever made mm-hmm. and then you die well then the government has a right to easily 50 percent of what you have absolutely what you have left 
So well, let's see. Why would you? Why would you allow them to give it to their family or whoever they wanted to? You wouldn't, right? Right? No, you'd, that would be bad. You'd insist that the government take their fair share of it, right? Like, well, here's the thing. This is the way society should work. Okay. Uh huh. You make some money, and the government taxes you on that money, but you have some left over. Mm-hmm. And with that leftover money, you go purchase something. And then you pay a, a sales tax when you purchase that, obviously, because that's just fair. It's just mm-hmm. fair. It's just fairness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you take that money and maybe that thing that you bought grows in value over time. Okay. Well, in that case, just just would just tax that growth. That's all. Just tax that growth. And then when you mm-hmm. die, they just take half of what's left. Like that <laughs> seems completely legitimate and fair and not a scam. That does not seem like a scam, Pat. Uh, Especially what's amazing is even with those rules, they still are in debt. Yeah. Like you're taking every dime from people. Yep. And they're still somehow unable to run this government into surplus. Also, they're talking about a higher capital gains tax rate, too, for individuals earning at least a million dollars a year. That's the one that they asked Barack Obama about back in the day. Capital gains. Yeah. And they said every single time uh, that this has been lowered... We've received more revenue to the government because it right. increases activity. Mm-hmm. And uh, Barack Obama didn't really have a good answer to that. No, his response was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that in the interest of fairness, mm-hmm. uh, he still believed in a, a higher capital gains tax. In other words, punish the rich people, even if it doesn't help yeah. society. I don't just, care we if just it think helps. It's, we don't want them to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, was I, the... I, it doesn't matter <laughs> whether it's good for the yeah. country. It doesn't matter if it It's helps. bad for them. Yeah. And uh, that's fair. If bad for them is good for me. God, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. So uh, White House economist Heather Bushy... Underlined that Biden doesn't intend to boost taxes on people. He doesn't what? Intend. He doesn't intend Intend. on boosting taxes. They're not saying he's not going to. Right. He just doesn't intend intend to right now (laughs) to boost taxes on people earning less than 400,000. But you know he will. Look, intent is, uh, you know, most of the law. You know, (laughs) usually if you intend. Nine tenths of the law. Nine tenths of the law. That's what I've. So Mm -hmm. if you intend, if you say, like, hey, I'm not going to, I don't intend on raising taxes on people who are middle class making $50,000 a year, but then you do it, you're still nine-tenths okay. Yes. That's how I look at it. Me too. It's totally fine. As long as you don't, I didn't mean to raise taxes on everyone. Right. It just happened. Uh, You know, but for folks at the top who've been able to benefit from Mm. this economy and haven't been this hard hit, there's a lot of room. To think about what kinds of revenue we can raise. Those bastards. I just, you know, I don't even care if it's revenue. I Even if it brings in less revenue, let's just punish those people who wear suits and ties. And seriously, that's what Barack Obama was saying. Because yeah. if it doesn't benefit the country, why do it then? Because at least there's an argument. You could argue, okay, well, yes, you're stealing people's money. Mm-hmm. But, hey, at least it helps the collective. That's supposed to be the liberal conservative divide, right? Yes. Conservatives are focused on individuals being able to hold what they earn and, and, and be responsible for their own lives and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and actions. And the left is supposed to say, well, no, we're going to take their money and we're going to redistribute it more efficiently. Barack Obama was saying, no, actually, I don't care if it's being, <laughs> being distributed more efficiently. I Doesn't just matter. want it to hurt those guys. Yeah. 
Because it, it makes it more fair for people who are making less than they are. They don't have to be quite as jealous, I guess. I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It honestly doesn't make any sense. So this will turn out to be uh, the Tax Policy Center estimated this will raise $2.1 trillion over a decade, though the administration's plan is likely to be smaller. Uh, the overall program, though, has yet to be unveiled. But analysts are saying somewhere between two and four trillion dollars. Oh, uh, two just, to four trillion. Just the two to four trillion? Yeah, tax increase. Well, that's not ten trillion. It's not a hundred trillion. It's not one quadrillion. When you when you think it could be a quadrillion, this is a really conservative plan, right? I mean, this is basically a tax cut from the one quadrillion basically. dollar plan, right? What if it was a, a thousand quadrillion? What if it one was quintillion? <laughs> quintillion. <laughs> A quintillion dollars. Right. A quadrillion dollar bill would be, a, would be <laughs> I mean, conservative in that world. So let's just think that the, they offered a one quintillion dollar bill and we got it down to two to four trillion. Yeah. We'd be thrilled with that outcome. It's like when somebody was complaining to uh, Barack Obama that the uh, unemployment rate was, was getting really close to 10%. <laughs> yeah. And he said, well, at least it's not 13 or 14 or 15%. That's true. Uh, <laughs> it's true. He does so make a point there. When it could be 15%, 10% seems pretty good. I mean, here's the thing. Could it be uh, 100%? Yes, it could. The unemployment yeah, rate could it, be 100%. There could be every person in America without a job. What if it was 500%? <laughs> what if people <laughs> lost five jobs each per day? That'd be a lot. That would be incredibly high. And Barack yeah. Obama was keep, was able to keep it at only the <laughs> highest it's been in a really long time. <laughs> it was only like 9.8% or yeah. something, I think, at its peak, which was not bad at all. Not at all. When you consider what it could have been. It could have been. Yeah. I mean, we saw what it could have been yeah, we here did. over the past year. Yes, we did. All you need is a giant global pandemic or Barack Obama's you know, policies. And look, Biden is mm. Biden. This Biden's approval rating right now is 62 percent, by the way, 62 percent. You've got to be kidding. me. Yeah. No, and I have not seen that. It's been poll. very steady Jeez. right around 60 percent since he started. How now, is that possible? There are. In order for it to be 62%, there's got to be quite a few Republicans who are thinking, yeah, you're doing a good job. Yeah, no, it's true. You're doing a great job. And like people. What is the matter with you? <laughs> if you are a Republican <laughs> and you think he's doing a good job, what is the matter with you? It's <sighs> shocking. Wow. Shocking. Uh, you know, and it's been, he's been in the positive the entire time. Mm. And part of that, I think, is that people don't really remember he's president because he never actually goes anywhere that, that probably does is, anything that does figure public. in mm-hmm. he's you know I, I was talking to someone yesterday and they said to me i mean is jen saki president because we never hear anything from joe biden or kamala harris for that matter true you just yeah. hear stuff from from jen saki coming out and addressing this um the it's an npr uh pbs news hour uh, marist poll finding joe biden at 62 percent approval uh 30 percent disapproval and then 8% unsure. It is uh, Republicans uh, approve of wow. him. 30% of Republicans, uh, 22% of Trump supporters say they approve of Biden's handling of the pandemic, um, which is you know, pretty high. Uh, yeah. You know, higher than you'd think in this sort of divisive so environment. So is 62% the overall approval rating or is that the pandemic approval? 
is the pandemic. Yes, okay. you're correct. Yeah. 62% approval rating for the pandemic. I think his actual approval rating is in the mid-50s uh, when it comes to... Uh, That's still too high. It's still high. And again, you know, this is... You can go back and you could take what you want out of polls. I know people don't like polls sometimes. But, you know, Donald Trump was never in the mid-50s in his entire presidency. Uh, and, and, you know, this is very early... He only got Biden's, to 50, I think, in Rasmussen, didn't he? Yeah, I think Rasmussen, he hit it a couple times, but mm-hmm. he was never, and that's just, you know, he was obviously a divisive figure. Their I, their goal, though, here with Biden is to make him a non-figure. Like, you yeah. don't know who the president is because you never see or hear from them. And occasionally he'll come out and he'll give an award to some military guy, and then you won't hear from him for another month. He's done no press conferences. He's basically, they're passing these bills without introducing you to him. Mm-hmm. Who? Joe Biden? Was he even a factor in the 2020 election? Most people say no, because it was really just a do you like Trump or do you not like Trump sort of election. So Biden is coming in here and he's getting things done that would be very difficult to do in a different environment. Well, and it's smart because when he does come out and speak, yeah. he says things like this. The vast majority of economists left, right and center mm-hmm. from Wall Street to the the to the, the private private, private uh, 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 private economic economic uh, uh, polling initiatives. Po- polling initiatives. Oh my oh, gosh! The, the private economic polling, polling initiatives. initiatives. The PE. The Pepe. Yes, the Pepe. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's a or big... the Pappy because it's private. No, it's you're right. Pepe economic, right? Yeah, economic. Yeah, yeah private the economic polling initiatives. That's a huge thing in our <laughs> society today. How many times, Pat, have we talked about the private? economic polling i can't even count i can't even count them and people the wouldn't listen to us no, for a long time we, we finally to tell you, have you know what they're going to talk about most in the future <laughs> are the private economic polling initiatives and you're going to be sorry you didn't entertain it before then and here we are and <laughs> and, and here, here we, we are, are. One of those days. Uh, Your dog doesn't know the difference between healthy and unhealthy food, but his body does. When you're feeding him the sort of dry kibble food, for instance, his body is telling him that everything he's eating is dead because kibble food has to be sterilized for a long shelf life. The dog's body knows that it's missing out on key things that it needs, like vitamins and minerals and probiotics and antioxidants, uh, all the same stuff you need to be healthier and happier. And in a lot of cases, and this is how it does, I know it does with Glenn's dog, um, the, the the dog just doesn't want to eat it at all because it's just not interested. Well, uh, Dennis Black decided to take this problem on and he created a product, a product called Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on top of the dog food and it's full of all those incredibly healthy ingredients uh, that, that your dog needs. Now, I know my dog has loved it from moment one. Uh, I think yours will as well. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. All you have to do is pay shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Give it a call today. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Glenn is out with a back injury. In fact, in just a moment, we're going to go on Instagram live uh, at Stu Does America, and we're going to do an investigation into Glenn's a fake back injury. We think he's fraudulent here, and uh, we're going to prove it here on Instagram live here in just a couple seconds. Uh, but I want to tell you about this thing that's going on with, with this increasingly weird stuff that's going on with the use of our troops to point to, uh, to, to kind of like 
own the conservatives. A couple times now we've seen this with Tucker Carlson getting criticized by military figures. Yesterday, uh, a uh, congressman brought the military down to Marjorie Taylor Greene's office in, in, in the House to show her that I guess she made a mistake about saying Guam was was not was a foreign area or something like that. I, I didn't see the quote, but it's mm. apparently a big deal to this guy. And uh, they brought the military down and this show, like filmed it big show to, I guess, put it to Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene to show her that Guam is part of the United States and, and all of this. And it's like, you know, I don't remember the military being used in this way before. Not that I can ever recall. No. Mm-mm. More importantly, though, the word Guam was said, which made me which think of one thing. Means My, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, mm-hmm. become so overly populated, populated that, that it will, will tip over and, uh, and capsize. And capsize, yeah. Well, the general put his mind at ease, though. Uh, we don't anticipate that. <laughs> we, we don't anticipate that. Again, that's all he said. <laughs> yeah. He didn't mock the guy. They no. didn't do a hilarious viral video to prove he was an idiot. He right. just said, we don't anticipate Guam capsizing. <laughs> and I thought that was that that's, was a good point. Yeah, it is a good point. This is the Glenn Beck Program.